0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Never, never do. I say this calls for action, and now, nip it in the bud. Well, what I do is uh, I look a woman up and down, and I say, hey, how you doing? And how are you doing, everybody? This is Jim McCarrens on the number one podcast network for professionals. It's the Believe Podcast Network. Let's believe in the good, the bad, and the TV. The year is 2006. The big news this year is that Disney buys Pixar on its relentless march across the media landscape that leaves little-but-home movies safe from poaching. The small news this year? That belongs to poor Pluto, the planet, not the dog that Disney also owns, which, it turns out, isn't a planet after all. Pluto is demoted this year to something called a dwarf planet, by something called the International Astronomical Union. Talk about your bad day. Which, in a not-so-clever segue, is the title of the year's biggest song in 2006. Daniel Powder sings it. American Idol plays the hell out of it. And who can blame them? It's an awesome song. Stick around for that. Top album? That'd be the high school musical soundtrack. In 2006, the United States population hits 300 million. Now minus a significant few including Coretta Scott King, Betty Friedan, Don Knotts, Floyd Patterson, and crocodile hunter Steve Irwin. They each die this year. And all over the country in 2006, the secret is in, thanks to Oprah's mandate that we read the book of the same name, which flaunts the theory that seeing and believing equals making things so. Curiously, I read the book and the practice does very little for my wishing that Oprah would leave us alone. In the TV world, the ABC network has a secret too, an accidental one. It's a new TV show so secret that exactly no one watches it when it comes on the air for the first time, the first and only time. It's called Emily's Reasons Why Not, and viewers' response is, why? In being canceled after just a single episode, Emily's Reasons Why Not, starring Heather Graham, joins a select TV dishonor role. TV shows throughout the decades that are gone overnight. Some of which have stories behind their cancellations that are more entertaining than the series themselves. Take, for instance, a quirky 1969 half-hour show called Turn On, hosted by Tim Conway. Produced by the guys behind TV's biggest current hit, Laugh-In, it's predicted to have a healthy run. It doesn't. Turn On, rejected by NBC and CBS before being picked up by ABC is turned off after just one airing. A sort of reality variety show, Turn On is predicated on some kind of trendy late 60s futuristic notion that a computer is producing the show. It features clips, bits, and skits that fly by so quickly, intentionally edited in such a rapid-fire way that rumor has it, it actually sickens an unlucky few who get to see it before it hits the air. Host Tim Conway, co-star of, of McHale's Navy before this show, and The Carol Burnett Show after. Later jokes that Turn On is so bad, ABC cancels it in the three-hour time span between its 8.30 p.m. East Coast airing and its 8.30 p.m. West Coast airing. The premiere party that greets its first episode in New York, he says, becomes a cancellation party that says goodbye to it in Los Angeles. How bad? Legend has it that Turn On is so bad, ABC station WEWS in Cleveland doesn't even return to the show after its first commercial break midway through. Instead, it reverts to emergency standby procedures that have been in place since the late 1940s. A black screen with live organ music fills out the half hour. In 1996... Emmy-winning super-producer Stephen Bochco tries once again for a successful sitcom to go along with his many, many hour-long drama successes, like Hill Street Blues and L.A. Law. The closest he comes to date, actually, is a marginal hit, the ABC half-hour dramedy Doogie Howser, M.D. Public Morals, a sitcom about Vice Squad detectives, will break both his and TV's mold, says Bochco, in its weaving of rated-R-level raunchy material throughout the comedy. To make the show more current, he says, for five years, the producer has been saying R-rated material is what primetime needs in order to compete with cable. Okay. Unfortunately, it's this inflammatory message, a rather self-serving polemic, involving a solution to a problem viewers don't even know they have that drives the publicity train for public morals. The show itself is lost at the controversy to the point where, come premiere date, People stay away from public morals and droves, lost somewhere between disgusted and intimidated. Those who do tune in, see what go and the network do not. That a new TV show should be interesting first, if it's going to make wave second, as Bochco's hour-long drama NYPD Blue does so well in 1993. All shock and no awe, Public Morals isn't that show. It's just not good, whatever the approach. CBS yanks it after one episode. And there's no R-rated imagery intended with that sentence. Back in the fall of 1978, in the wake of the smash summer hit film Animal House, all three networks uh, looked to cash in on the film's success, fast-tracking development and production of sitcoms about the craziness of college life. The mission, make it look like Animal House and get it on the air as soon as possible. Done and done. All three new shows premiere in the same 17-day period that winter. Delta House on ABC is first out of the gate on January 18th. It's touted as the official Animal House sitcom, adapted from the movie, complete with some of the same cast members. NBC's Brothers and Sisters comes next, three days later, given the coveted post-Super Bowl birth for its unveiling. And two weeks after that, CBS's co-ed fever brings up the rear, no pun intended, airing after the highly anticipated first-time broadcast of recent Best Picture Oscar winner Rocky. It's a cushy, high-profile, Sunday night movie lead-in. The results? Well, viewers tell the networks that they're not to be fooled. There's a difference between a raunchy John Belushi movie and a primetime sitcom with commercials. Delta House and Brothers and Sisters make it as far as April before being canceled. Coed Fever doesn't make it past Monday. One and done. In 2008, NBC innovates with what it thinks is the future of entertainment. TV series that come from the internet. Quarter Life is about, quote unquote, a group of twenty-something artists who are coming of age in the digital generation. Okay. It shows up on Tuesday, February 26th, garnering ratings that are almost too small to measure, ranking 17th just for this night. It too is immediately canceled. By the way, eight years earlier, ABC tries the same kind of zeitgeist tapping with a show called And Don't Shoot the Messenger Here dot comedy. No idea what it's about, just that it's another one and done. Dating back to my years at CBS, there's a memorable one-episode wonder in 1993 called South of Sunset, about an L.A. private eye played by Glenn Fry. because when you think of who'd be best to star in a primetime drama that'll resuscitate TV's long-dead private eye genre, this singer from The Eagles really does come first to mind. South of Sunset is held for a late premiere in the fall of 1993, at the end of October, so that CBS can use that month's World Series, which it's airing, to promote it. No matter. No one cares. When it premieres on October 27, 1993, virtually no one watches. At 9 a.m. on October 28, 1993, at our regularly scheduled Thursday staff meeting, the head of the network sits, is passed a copy of the ratings for the previous night, scans the page, and takes note of the anemic numbers for South of Sunset, and then looks across the table to the woman in charge of the show for CBS. Are they still shooting this show, he asks, seriously, blankly? When told yes, his four-word response remains among my favorite sentences ever heard in all my years at CBS. Tell them to stop. It's 12 hours after the first episode. 22 years earlier, also on CBS... Although, well, 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 before my time, thank you very much, Jackie Gleason hosts a panel show called You're in the Picture that becomes legend not necessarily for its own quick one-and-done cancellation, although that's a big part of it, it's really, really bad. But because of what Gleason does a week after its single airing, he shows up in the same time period to apologize. Last week, we did a show that laid the biggest bomb, he says, it would make the H-bomb look like a two-inch salute. TV, be it back then or last night, can seem very easy come, very easy go, but there's a lot that goes into the development, production, marketing, and airing of a new TV show. A lot of people, a lot of effort, a lot of money, a lot of time too, which makes the one and done record a tough one for any person, any show, any network, any studio to claim. Still, at least these shows and a handful of others get on the air to face their humiliation, at least the work is seen, however briefly. Some other time, let's talk about the show so bad that they're canceled before they premiere. The plug pulled as soon as the powers that be get even a glimpse ahead of time of what they're paying for. Ordered, produced, never aired. A series has to be pretty bad to achieve this level of renown. Or a star. We'll name a few. Or do you think that Scott Bayo has suffered enough? You got to believe. Hey, send us some questions and feedback and suggestions on Twitter. Use the handle at Believe Podcasts or at Believe.com, B-L-E-A-V.com. That's also where you can get some information on advertising on this or any Believe show. Find and download The Good, The Bad, and the TV on Apple, where you can subscribe and rate us, or Spotify, where you can follow us, or just plain listen for a new drop each Thursday on these sites or Stitcher or Luminary or TuneIn or Google Play. Be sure to like the show all over your social media too i'd appreciate that and i'm jim mccairns we'll talk again where is the moment when needed the most you kick up the leaves and the magic is lost has gone away, and I don't need no caring on. You stand in the line just to hear a new love You're faking the smile.